Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you look at Tony's last few fights that he's fought, he looked damn good. The matchmaking and the timing on this fight is excellent and couldn't be more perfect. It's interesting because from a new fan's perspective, especially if you're a Paddy Pimlet fan, you might be outraged that he's being given Tony Ferguson because you're like, well, Tony is, you know, he's lost six of his last fights. We don't want to give him another young guy. Maybe he needs like a veteran fight to see him on the way out. When you say another young guy, though, he hasn't really had since his way out. He hasn't really had like a young guy. To be fair to Tony, he'd lost to all of the top five. They've been quite fair to him because they gave him a lot of chances to get himself back into yeah. contention and that place to be the number one guy by giving him all of those really high level competitors and then maybe we were, we were starting to see okay maybe he's not at this level anymore admittedly the Nate Diaz one was it kind of an anomaly because of that whole event got swapped around so he was never meant to fight Nate Diaz but it was fighting Li Jing Liang which at 170 which was really random they took the step back gave him Bobby Green lost to Bobby Green quite badly as well it's kind of like okay you can't do veteran fights either so let's just feed you to the star who we want to promote if he'd have beaten Bobby Green, what would his reward have been? Grant Dawson main event on a fight night where he would have fought a guy who's 20 and one and probably would have had it even worse. Like, I mean, that's Bobby Green's reward for winning that fight. I don't know if Tony would have got through that Bobby Green fight. He would have been in a better spot. They would have just given him Grant Dawson. Bobby Green is is on that number 15 around that number. Isn't it? He's like the guy you beat to get yourself a ranked or a ranked opponent. If he had beaten Bobby Green and looked good doing it, we would have seen him get another ranked guy, which probably wouldn't have been any good for Tony because he might have just lose. Maybe or they might have given him Grant Dawson to build Grant Dawson's name. Possib possibly, but I don't think... I think they want Tony to be the name. If, if Tony can win, they want Tony to be the name like he's always been. I don't think they would have fed him to, to Grant Dawson, but now he's kind of on this six-fight trajectory. They're now ready to be like, all right, fuck it, let's give him to... How beneficial is this actually for Paddy Pimlet as well? Because there's a number of factors coming into this fight for Paddy as well. A, after the last fight he had, he was coming out of that fight as the bad guy wasn't he but here's the thing arguably right now paddy is not popular amongst the mma hardcore fans is he giving him tony ferguson seems like a really solid step up for paddy but is it necessarily a good look for someone who's not in the in the best of graces with mma fans to then just dispatch some guy that has taken 
six losses. You're completely right. Like, why would beating up one of the most beloved people in the sport win you a bunch of fans? Especially if it's an easy way to just continue to jump on the, the I don't like Paddy Pimlet train. There are not a lot of ways to come out of this fight on top unless you go in there and absolutely obliterate him. If it's a close fight, then you're going to end up looking even worse because it's going to be like you couldn't beat a Tony Ferguson. Like, obviously, it's a smart fight to take if you're Paddy. It's a massive name. He probably really wants to fight him because it's like a legacy fighter, one of the biggest stars in the sport. Why wouldn't you want to share the cage with that person? But unless you put on a really dominant performance, people are going to get on top of you. People might get on top of you anyway just because you're taking on a guy who, you know, probably shouldn't be matched up with you because you're on a win streak and he's on a six-fight loss streak, you know? Easier lose-lose situation for Paddy. Because if he wins dominantly, he's just beaten up, yeah, a beloved guy that a lot of people just thought should have retired after Bobby Green, like desperately should have retired after Bobby Green. Beats the shit out of Tony. Paddy's going to celebrate that because of course he's going to celebrate a win against Tony Ferguson. Jumps on top of the cage, goes mental. And everyone's just going to be like, well, yeah, of course that was going to happen. Whereas if Paddy goes to a split decision, you've gone three rounds with a guy who's progressively looked worse and worse. And then on top of that, if he actually loses as well. So actually, in terms of what's good and bad for Paddy, potentially taking a fight with Tony Ferguson is a really fucking bad idea. It really depends on how he handles it because what if he beats him and it's it's not super easy, but it's kind of easy and then he's really nice about it and gives loads of props to Tony and says, you know, it was an honor to share the cage with him and maybe that's Tony's last fight and he gets to be that. And I think he could definitely handle all of that in a way where he doesn't come off as the bad guy. And what if we go in that fight and Tony actually looks pretty good? And Paddy has to go for a bit of adversity. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know? like, but based but, upon his previous fights, if it's a close fight, that's going to be a bad look for an up-and-coming star. We need to see how Paddy is in that fight. Because like, if you're fighting Tony Ferguson at this stage four, four fights in, you've got to be pretty like good because you're teetering on the edge of, of ranked opponents there, aren't you? But if you come out and you beat Tony Ferguson in a close back and forth it's like how do we get you into the top 15 it feels like maybe you're not ready to be at that level yet which is perfectly fine but it's like when you're fighting big names like tony ferguson that's what you got to expect for your next fights coming up it's really smart matchmaking though for a number of reasons if not just because he's a big name that he probably can be and like if you're guiding paddy through a career and you want to be sort of give him good opponents let's say a guy like tony ferguson well he's probably the biggest star that we could give you that you could probably beat quite easily so it's like why wouldn't you match it up i'd love to see the opening odds i'm sure there is already odds is this the most definitive changing of the guard fight you've ever seen well, yeah 100 percent. should we change the value in which we see tony ferguson is, is that what the ufc is saying do the ufc now see tony as a guy who is there to be beaten tony's a plus 300 underdog but if you look down there Stephen Wonderboy is more of an underdog against Rachmanov. Tony Ferguson is on a six fight losing streak Thompson is a kickboxer going up against a guy who can do it all and looks yeah, but, like a world beater and has has he got an equal record of subs and yeah, KOs and those all finishes and he's undefeated it's like yeah but like Wonderboy is at least and winning and Wonderboy is like 40 but yeah. Wonderboy is also winning like, yeah, but, and he's yeah, more but, of an uh, underdog he won Ferguson. his last he won his last fight in a kickboxing fight and he said I don't want to fight Grapp I want to have fun fights for you fans. And then they give him Ian Gary. And now he's like, no, I want to fight for the title. So this is like the UFC saying, well, if you want to fight for the title, you take this fucking world beater and you try and beat him. And if you can't do that, then that's you're done. You've made that sound really harsh. But and it's maybe true. it is. Yeah, but also it is true. If you want to fight for a world title, great. 
perfect. Take out the number six guy and you'll get what you want. Like, if you can't beat that guy, then you're never going to I don't know why goal. people... I love Wonder Boy. I think he's amazing. He's a great character. He seems like a lovely bloke and it's sad to see him lose. But I don't know why people think that fight's going to be close. Shavkat's going to take him down and he's just going to do what Bilal did. He's just going to do what Gilbert did. If you want the full version of this podcast, there's only one place to get it, isn't there? Unedited by being a channel member. Luke. All you need to do is sign up below on the join option and you can be any level of subscription there. So if you just want to pay $2.99, which is, which is your choice, you still get both episodes of the pod. We need members and we love our members. They're one big family. Well, what are you going to say? <laughs> one big what? What are you going to say? Go member. <laughs> just one big member. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Who's got better jujitsu, Paddy or Tony? It's got to be Paddy now. I mean, for God's sake, Tony Ferguson can't even bend, bend down to tie his shoelaces anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing. I think this, what we're forgetting <laughs> oh, is this fight is really fucking good. It's just because it's like the UFC's favorite new boy versus the old guy who's just losing and losing and losing and losing. If Bobby Green is submitting Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Well, we'll go in there and see. I mean, I think Paddy's jiu-jitsu is fantastic. Honestly, you think Paddy's just going to Paddy's going to jump on him. Yeah, and like submit him in the first round, yeah. something like yeah. that. But then, of course, you've got to remember as well, Paddy's coming off quite a significant injury as well. Basically, the UFC realized that, right, Paddy's 28. He's just come off of a year of an injury. We want him in the place where Sean O'Malley was in. What is the fastest fucking route up that ladder to start making big fights with this kid? Tony Ferguson is the best fucking layup because he's a massive name, but he's also on a horrendous losing streak. So you put that guy in, it's putting quite a lot of chips in, but a guaranteed jackpot. But it's also I like, think, I think. is there any point in slowly building Paddy if he can't beat Tony Ferguson? I honestly think that if he cannot beat Tony Ferguson, then the UFC will move on. They'll keep him almost like a Darren Till in the UK because he is a draw in England. They'll keep him in this kind of like, you will be the regional star for us if you can't beat Tony Ferguson. Because I think people would still show up for Paddy in Liverpool, in London, but they won't if he loses Tony Ferguson on a global scale. This is what I'm saying. Is this a lose-lose situation for him? Also, like, let's not forget, like, Paddy is really good. He's had a push from the UFC for sure, but it's like him being the character he is, having his hair and, like, walking around places, doing this all the time. It's like, that's great, but, like, we saw in the Jared Gordon performance, maybe that injury had more of an impact than we thought, because he said he broke his foot in the first round, so maybe he couldn't do what he wanted to do for the rest of the rounds. Jared Gordon has fought, like, a lot of guys. If we quickly go to his record, he's got a tremendous amount of experience. Yeah. And for a prospect as well, a split win over him is not necessarily about... I know a lot of people thought he lost that fight, but he still won. I mean, he's fought and lost to Charles, Charles Oliveira. I mean... Got knocked out in the first round in a minute and a half. Yeah, that's how good he is. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but, but Paddy, Paddy is great and his jiu-jitsu is fantastic. I, I think his defensive responsibility sometimes isn't always there for himself. Yeah, but he's obviously also got a chin because he... Well, yeah, they don't get knocked out, do they? Chin Chelsea. way up in the air. But yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of weird how he feels the need to get hit to get into a fight sometimes. And that is a little bit worrying that he can't switch on right out the gates. Like, the Bobby Green fight was just sad. It was just sad. We were all willing him on. We're desperate to see the Tony Ferguson of the past, but what we got was like a fraction of that. It's just the thing. It's just like you can't fight forever and age will catch up with you. And even for someone like Paddy, we're talking about this happening now. Like you said, he's 28. So it's like, you got to start putting a timeline in front of him. Yeah. When is he going to hit 
at the title picture if he keeps winning two years, three years from now. So he'll be like 31. Well, this is this goes back to the discussion of how are they going to promote Paddy? Is he going to go the Sean O'Malley route or is he going to go the Ian Gary route where Ian's seemingly fighting every single other guy up that ladder, whereas Sean's kind of just gone like that. So it's a case of if he does get a win over Tony Ferguson, is it a number 10? Or, and then he goes number four and then into that. But it is, it's a lightweight division, right? Holy fucking shit does Paddy Pimlet have to do a lot of work to stack up against those top five because they're fucking monsters. I was also saying- It's a terrifying we, division. We were also saying in that the fact that there aren't the other stars there apart from those top four guys. Now, I don't think Paddy's ready for those top four guys, but would that not play into the narrative of can we get them him there as quick as we can because we need someone to fill that fucking hole because we're bored of Dustin, Justin, Charles and fucking Islam fighting each other. It feels like it seems crazy now, but if we see a Paddy that comes out and decimates Tony, like two minutes in and just guillotines him or something like that. I can see him actually being matched against Dan Hooker at some point. Dan Hooker yeah. would be a good fight. Yeah. I feel like Both two tough that, guys. It's really hard to tell where Paddy's at because the last fight was pretty close and he has been off due to an injury. So we still haven't really got a good sort of litmus test. So do you do you think if he beats Tony Ferguson, does he do like uh, his own main event? Or do you think he, he will have a ranked opponent? But... Matt Frivola has been talking about yeah. Paddy Pimlet and Matt Frivola's number 14. So I wouldn't see that as a bad fight, a bad matchup. It's a really difficult place to be, I think, as well as a fighter that has got a target on their back from not just a contendership point of view, but also from a popularity thing as well. If you are squeezing out decisions, and they're boring fights that is a quick way of losing that star power as well like he came into the ufc as this massive star didn't he it's a significant star power comes out when he first appeared like people were like this guy's gonna do something amazing and then he did but not like fan hype where people were wearing his wigs and that translated as well it's just like you don't get signed by barstool sports as official sponsored athlete and nothing as well it did translate paddy not only did he draw in london but it translated as well quite significantly i don't remember the last time other than say like yeah like a conor mcgregor where do you think uh, where do you think paddy is mentally he has gone through a dark period of having to work through an injury you're one of the biggest stars you've also gone through a lot of controversy and then you get an injury therefore all your haters build don't they and they just stack the shit on his back and that is really difficult as a young athlete who wants to prove people wrong but because of the injury he hasn't been able to there's a lot of young fighters we see who get injured and then do have massive improvements during those injury periods and they come out looking like conor mcgregor was like that as well after that injury yeah. he came out looked a lot better even sean o'malley had to take some time off because of an injury so it is pretty good because it lets you skill build in a way and i do think paddy's got areas he can build skills in if paddy comes back and looks great against tony ferguson yeah he might get a bit of backlash for beating a legend but there'll be way more people loving him because of how we just did this to to Tony. So it's like, it wasn't a bad fight that Jaron Gordon won. I don't think he would be treating that as a loss, that fight particularly. I think he would see, maybe I made some mistakes in what I said after the fight, calling for bonuses and stuff when it was kind of just a regular sort of bout. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping we see a guy who's come back and he's super focused, re-energized and like just comes out and looks like a different, different person, you yeah? know? Thank you, Howlhead, for sponsoring the podcast as always. Um, did you know, hot news, you'll mm. like this, it's mm. just been released in Mexico. They're taking over, basically. Yeah, they've gone global with it. There is now banana whiskey all over the globe. It's 558 Mexican dollars, which I've been told is a very reasonable Bargain, price. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Yeah. You can get it in the Twin Peaks restaurant chain, uh, Bodegas Alianza, La Playa, and Vinos America. <laughs>